Welcome to the Love Fly podcast. It's Paul Tizard here, Fear of Flying coach. And today's special guest is Victorina, who's going to be talking about how she beat her own fear of flying. So welcome, Victorina. Thank you so much, Paul. Happy to be here and sharing my story today. Yeah, thank you. So you, so we've crossed paths in the past when you're working on a different project. So you're welcome to talk about any of that. But also the reason that you're on today is that I did a shout out, I think, on the podcast the other day, and you've kindly got in touch to share your story, which I love. I love real people's real stories. So I'm dying to hear about your journey. So to, perhaps you could uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, would love to. So let's see, where should I start? I'm originally from Moscow, Russia, and um, I studied abroad in the US. And actually as a, as a child, as a teenager, I used to fly quite a bit uh, with my family and every every trip was always an excitement. It was always, you know, lots of fun. Um, and then when I moved to US to uh, for my bachelor's degree, um, again, those were the transatlantic flights and it was all good mm. <laughs> until some of them. I started noticing that for some reason, you know, here and there, there would be some parts of anxiety, yeah. which I couldn't quite, you know, yeah. put my... Um, hand on I, I couldn't understand what was what was really going on what, why it was happening but on uh, one of my flights actually to the U.S. I believe um, there was an emergency landing and it was due to the fact that old gentlemen got, ha, had some heart attack or heart strokes heart condition right. and um, the crew decided to make landing it was somewhere on top of I think above Canada <laughs> And uh, it was quite quick. So all of a sudden, you know, this uh, gentleman and his son. So this is how it was going on. I was sitting on the plane and all of a sudden this uh, young man was uh, leading his father to the restroom. Mm. On the way back, they were coming super, super slow. And, and, you know, it seemed like the gentleman had some trouble. And unfortunately, um, right as they passed my seat, the father collapsed on the ground. And the son got scared oh goodness, and started screaming yeah. for doctor. And it was very actually nerve-wracking for me. Mm. And as far as I remember, it happened quite shortly after the 9-11 event. So to me, um, immediately I had all these kind of thoughts in my head with sure. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, um, and they they called for the doctor, but nobody was saying anything. So I was just looking around thinking, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? What's going on? This must be some, maybe it's some attack. Luckily. You know, the crew took to the chance and the, um, to, um, the decision that they will be landing immediately. And uh, within 30 minutes, I think we landed in Canada. Uh, as we were landing, you could not see anything but snow. <laughs> and only <laughs> as we were touching the ground, you could see some lights mm. of a very small airport. And uh, even my, my neighbor kind of joked that, yeah. you know, we would probably make the newspaper because it's the large looked on the airplane that's landing in Canada. So we did, the doctors came, they took the father, everything, you know, I, I hope that everything ended up well. They, they took him to the hospital. And uh, once the plane refueled, we continued on for the next four hours. So we still so do you think that was the, because there's a lot of stuff going on there, what the, that sort of coincided there. Do you think that was the, 
the main trigger for you then? I believe so. So mm. I think because before really that trip, I have never really thought um, that I was a fearful flyer, to be honest. And I think it was just, you know, in fear of flying, there's a lot of obviously psychology. And I got to understand that only when I actually addressed the problem. So after that incident, I've started noticing that every next flight, I was getting a bit more anxious with yeah, taking yeah. off, with landing, uh, with, you know, turbulence. I was just a bit more sensitive to things. And even though, you know, I continued to fly back and forth uh, between the countries, um, I then had, uh, after graduating college already, so, was, you know, some years later, I had an international uh, project that I was working on and I was flying with students to different countries and so on. And it was just every time mm -hmm. the, yeah, <laughs> the takeoff was about to happen. <laughs> yeah, it was just getting worse. So I was actually quite quite nervous and uh, I did not like the feeling because I thought, hey, I love traveling. I cannot imagine not having travel in my life. I cannot imagine not being able to go to places and meet people and meet friends from around the world that I've already made by that time. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. at some point I said, hey, I need to do something about it. Funny enough, um, I, um, my subject, my, my major at university was also psychology. It was organizational psychology, but it was a lot of, you know, kind of this understanding of self as well. Yes. And I thought, this is so strange. You know, I'm a psychologist. I should understand what's going on. I should be able to fix myself. Exactly. <laughs> um, but sometimes you really need kind of these eye from the outside, um, yes. the expert yeah, who really understands what's happening. So I actually ended up finding a similar course exactly to what you guys do at Love Fly. And um, I went through the course, uh, which really helped me to explain mm. what is going on in your mind, what is going on kind of with, with actually with the airplane, how do planes fly? I never thought about that. Yes. Uh, how does weather affect um, or doesn't affect things and so on and so forth. And yeah, only then I actually, it, it very quickly, it was very funny how quickly things have came, uh, have come into place for me. And I really understood where it was coming from. So, so, then, so just rewind a bit, Victorian, because you've, that was great. Okay, but so I'm just trying to get a sense of your timeline here. So yep. the, the incident with the gentleman with the heart attack or potential heart attack yep. was around September the 11th. Um, 2001 so not long after that and then you so had, like yeah 2002 maybe yeah something like and then that. The, the fear increased and increased each flight you were doing and then when did you have seek help honestly I want to say it was like 2016 so you lived with that quite a while then as it I got did. progressed yeah wow I did yeah. yeah and as I mentioned so at first it was nothing I I couldn't really quite understand that it was a big problem it was just mm. kind of a bit more anxious a bit too excited you know something wasn't right you know I remember there was a wedding of my friend um, in Texas that I was flying to and um, there was a short flight I think between either Michigan and Texas or New York and Texas and it was a super turbulent flight and oh my god I was holding down for for my life the the lady that was sitting next to me she was just sitting and smiling and I kept grabbing her hand and I was like I don't know what's going on are we gonna make it now she you was know, thinking now. lucky me <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah so, so yeah it was um I think it was after kind of that uh incident I thought that okay I definitely yeah. need to do something about it 
So don't you think it's fascinating that you're both going through the same scenario? You're, it's really disturbing you, and she's she has the audacity to be smiling at you. I know. Yeah. During turbulence. Who the hell is she? <laughs> you know, so it just goes to show that, that you, you can be in completely different places, but in the same place. I, I think that's exactly. really interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, carry on. Good story. Keep going. Um, no, no. And um, so, as I mentioned, um, I think that course really, really helped me. And uh, the way it was structured, there was first part that was the theoretical part. So mm. psychology really of our brain, the psychology of fear, um, mm. and also understanding of uh, the physics of, of the plane, um, mm. how planes fly, what happens on board, and so on. Second day was um, was about the um, the stimulator. Um, so you are actually in the cabin imagining that you're flying uh, in a plane in different weather conditions and so on. And oh, the wow. third day was the actual flight. So, so it was three days. So where did you do that then? Who was that with? That was actually in Russia, in Moscow, with a center for flying without fear at here. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Hence, oh, I'm getting, oh, yes. Oh, keep going. I remember the link now because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Exactly. Three day, that's, that's pretty full on, isn't it? Three day course. Wow. Yeah. So it was a full day course and I was so happy I did it that I really felt like a huge relief that mm. I could finally understand what was happening, yes. uh, why there were certain sounds, why our brain reads certain things in a certain way. And for me, more than anything, it was really about the psychology and understanding my own kind of emotional state. I also learned kind of some of the things that we talked about was, you know, you people with fear of flying, they tend to focus on things that they cannot control. And because they cannot control it, there is just so much agitation there, right? Mm. So we focus on our physiology, we focus on our emotions, and I'm sure, you know, you speak to that um, a lot more in, in detail in the courses as well. But yeah, what we forget about, you know, how we think because we're in a state of yeah. panic, right? What we can change. Uh, so can I ask, you yeah. uh, said, uh, you said, Tommy, to interrupt you. So I'm, I'm going to, because I said, so would you say that that three-day course that you kind of walked out of there completely changed or is there some work to do afterwards? To be honest, I think it opened my eyes on a lot of things. It made mm. me understand myself a lot better. But it's certainly not a magic trick. There is no magic in that. There is still work to be done. And oh, that's disappointing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people might be. You'd like some but magic. Honestly, um, this is about practice as well. So yeah. the more you fly, the more you get used to, again, the different feelings, the, the understanding of uh, the different scenarios and so on and so forth. And as your nervous system gets used to it, I think the better you start feeling and you do mm. need that practice still you know to continue to continue i think keeping your brain uh, in in good shape <laughs> that yes. way yeah so um and i think it's a good idea to you know once in a while maybe go back to um some some of the uh, theory aspects and just kind of you know remind yourself okay mm. so what's really happening um you know for me honestly i've noticed that i've become much much better of course with the different situations but I know for example about myself that if I haven't gotten a good night's sleep or if I'm nervous about the meeting that I have on the other side of the <laughs> you know when I get out of the airplane um, some important conference or maybe I had a quarrel with 
with a loved one, I know that my emotional state is going to be a bit different and more sensitive and certain yeah, things a good will point. be mm. a lot more, you know, I will be a lot more susceptible to that or feel more vulnerable. In certain mm, yeah, exactly. That's a good yeah. observation, actually, because a lot of people don't always make that link. Mm-hmm. That, you know what's going on in your life can be a significant make a, make a significant difference you know I don't mean just like I mean big things like having children or things like that can be a tipping point for people but just not sleeping not eating right being worried about a meeting all the things you've just said that's really good yeah, keep going yeah. this is good stuff <laughs> <laughs> no exactly and again I think for for a lot of people especially who are maybe not used to really being so sensitive to their own state of mind or um, noticing, observing what's going on in their life. And maybe it's just a lot of stress. And what I've come to learn through the course and through then working actually um, in that center as a coach and a, partly a therapist, yeah, um, helping people to go through the course. Uh, right, stop company. there. You've, so you, this is, this is interesting. So you went through the course, if you've kind of helped you've cured yourself if that's the right phrase and now you're working there helping others I did yes yeah. so ah, for right. the next yeah couple of years what I did I was on that course helping people to to go through the the therapy and also accompany them on flights and explain to them what's really happening with them what's happening with the plane um, and seeing a tremendous difference and yes. um seeing how people were changing and you know we often talked and this is something I noticed as well that a lot of times your flying is just kind of a little tip of the iceberg and there might be a lot more going on in um, person's personal life yeah Mm -hmm. but once that fear was overcome there were other changes in life as well people had all of a sudden a lot more freedom not only for traveling but it's also you know opening up to other people or other opportunities as well and it was really, really interesting to connect the two. I've always been interested in psychology. Uh, my degree was in organizational psychology, as I mentioned. Um, yes. All my work has been kind of related to partnerships and working with people or coaching people on different kinds of topics. And that experience especially, I think, was very rewarding to see how people were changing once mm. they had the opportunity to kind of have that switch and get yeah. rid or, you know, overcome of the fear I don't want to say you know I think we spend so much time and energy on like trying not to be afraid trying not to be afraid but you can't it's just one of the emotions that we have right Uh, trying not to love a loved one how can you stop that in a second no (laughs) or try not to be angry at someone who just I don't know crossed uh, stepped on your food um, or something like that but yeah, once you start to understand, I think the, the psychology behind that, once you start to understand a bit better your own emotions and also what's happening with your physiology, mm. that helps you a lot in feeling different about flying. Yeah, so it sounds like you've made some tremendous progress actually and uh, quite good timing really because you're now doing something which involves studying abroad or something, don't you? So that, I guess you have to fly. Yeah, quite we're traveling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To be, so to be honest, I never, I, I never lost um, that love for, for flying and traveling. And again, I think over the last couple of years, uh, while we've been all in this uh, pandemic situation, it's been really tough in many ways. And yes. um, especially for those who 
miss flying. Mm. Um, and um, after a long break, you might think that, you know, the, the fear might come back, but it's actually something that I missed a lot. And I am now uh, working on a project which helps students around the world to connect, to be connected to international opportunities. So students from different backgrounds who want to study abroad, uh, we help them to realize their dream and help them find uh, scholarships and grants. And um, I'm working specifically with graduates of these international pro programs. Um, and I absolutely love that. I absolutely love yeah, knowing how the stories have evolved, where people are in the world. And mm. we're definitely planning, you know, these um, in-person get-togethers once it's possible again. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And um, my passion for travel, I think, brought me back to an international environment where I can, yeah, um, yeah feel so like it's, yeah, It just goes to show, doesn't it? Because if the fear had, had really gotten a hold and you hadn't done something about it, proactive as you did then this opportunity wouldn't be with you now it can have such a massive impact can't it it's not just about going on holidays it's lifestyle for you it's absolutely yeah. so when you think back to how you've beat your fear if you can you remember things that were really useful for you whether it's technical or psychological that have mm -hmm. stayed with you now that you could perhaps share with the humans listening yeah for sure well, so as I mentioned, first, it was important to understand actually the uh, physics of a plane, how it holds in the air and what happens. Mm. It's magic, isn't uh, it? It is magic. <laughs> no, it really is. It's just magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all will it up. That's how it flies. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that we were working on was this app that was explaining to passengers exactly what's happening as the plane is about to take off and what's what's going on uh, on board. And, you know, I felt like um, I could tell anyone, wake me up in the middle of the night and I'll tell you what, what's going on, you know, why the flaps coming out or how this um, a pillow of air is growing underneath the airplane and uh, why, you know, why you feel like when the turn, uh, the plane is turning, that mm. there's actually a much wider angle, but this is actually just um, a mistake of our vision, right? So these things were truly helpful to me to kind of yes. yeah. understand the process. Um, one of the favorites, I think uh, many people mentioned that, but the glass of water that you can watch when there's turbulence. And yes. you can do this trick, you know, at home when you're like jerk a glass of water and it jumps out of your cup. And when it stands on your table and, you know, during during the turbulence um, in flight and you see that it's just kind of moving, but nothing is really happening. Yeah. So I think that that was good. Yeah, and, I love um, that trick. Yeah. Well, it's not a trick, it's physics, isn't it? You know, it's, Physics, it's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was helpful. But also understanding my physiology, what was going on, like mm. why my heart was racing or why my breathing is shallow. And again, um, funny enough, I'm also certified instructor for Pilates. So you would think that I'm a person who knows very well how to breathe and, you know, how to calm yourself down. And yet at the time of stress, high stress, we forget these things. Mm. So it's also, I think, important to understand that some physiology you can't control here and now, but you can help yourself and help your body to uh, get into that calmer state. Yeah. So I think it's, um, it's also something that was interesting for me to just understand how yes. the adrenaline works, how this kind of cycle of fear, what triggers it and, you mm. know, how you can help yourself with the different exercises and so on. Very nice. Um, 
And um, I guess one, one other thing is just our behavior is something that we can really change. And this is something that I've been reminding myself often. Uh, we noticed that fearful fires have these rituals of like wearing a certain necklace or only this, this jumper or, you know, only getting a seat always by the window or only in the aisle not to look outside. <laughs> you know, there's all the, all these different little tricks and things. Mm-hmm. And I think once you start noticing them about yourself and going against it, that's also something that helps you to, yeah, to feel better, to feel more confident because you know you can sit both at the window and in the aisle yes. because you know that you can wear this necklace or that necklace and it's not going to affect mm. um, how the uh, Mr. Pilot is going to fly the plane. <laughs> so Yeah, it's interesting because it's sort of that idea of psychological flexibility, isn't it, of challenging these things which we just do and they become automatic habits. And so that's mm-hmm. what, did you have any rituals that you're willing to share? I think I tried to wear either like a certain ring or a certain jewelry usually. Right. And yeah. it was, you know, I would change it every couple of years, I know, but it was yeah, kind of because the magic only lasts for so long, doesn't it? Yeah, you, exactly. You update it, yeah. No, we all do we all we all do this. I do notice that it particularly it's pronounced when someone has a fear. It mm-hmm. becomes it's much more obvious then that somebody's doing these things. But we all do these funny little things and we all have we're all we are creatures of habits as humans, yep. aren't we? So. Absolutely. You know, it was really interesting. I remember we had a, a few of these flights and uh, we had a couple of people who would actually kiss the plane as they were entering it, which to me was also quite you know, surprising. They just had to, to do that. Yeah, um, so I've seen people, I've seen that quite often, but I've seen a few other things that just you think, but it's what works for them, isn't it? What so works, exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is how we trained our mind to, you know, to make it, work for us mm. but it's very interesting when you're starting to change that behavior and yeah so that- like kiss the crew instead of the aircraft I mean, <laughs> quite like that yeah. right quite lonely you know yeah that's interesting that's that's a really so what about now then do you have any moments where you think oh or you completely like 100 percent fine you know i don't think there's any anytime anything is ever 100 percent. that's just life I think, you know, as we always say in in life, uh, the only thing that's 100% is that things are always changing. And again, if you know yourself, um, your mood is always changing, your circumstances are always changing. And so you might be feeling different. And I know that flights, every flight can be different from the other. So to me, you know, in general, I feel fine. I, I can book a flight tomorrow and fly anywhere. Whereas before I was like, I really had to think about, okay, do I take this one in the morning or this one at night? What if I take it on the 13th of the month or on the Monday instead of a Friday and so on and so forth? So it took me a lot of time. So now it's not a problem anymore. I can jump on the plane tomorrow and be anywhere in the world, which is great. Good, I know yeah. that if there are bumpier flights, again, sometimes if I am not, you know, if I haven't had enough sleep, <laughs> that could affect me a little bit normal human stuff yeah yeah but you know it's just something that you're like "Hmm, okay that Mm. was interesting but overall I mean I think I can read my book I can even fall asleep on the plane which I stuff (laughs) of dreams for some people to Mm -hmm. eat and sleep on an aircraft I mean that's that's where we want to get to isn't it 
I mean, I, I can, can always sleep. eat. That's I can sure. sleep. I can sleep like, you know, literally I get on board the aircraft and that's it. I'm out, you know, before the wheels have even gone up. I'm just, I am asleep. I yeah, just, I know people I'm, like that. Yeah, who just, people you know, hate for them. Me, it's like but, uh, the best time. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's, that's been some lovely little elements and some stuff in your story there. So just to sort of wrap up then, uh, I always ask this as you know, it's coming. So, if you had your one, your top, top tip to give to people who perhaps aren't where you are right now, but would like to be, or want to get over the fear of flying, what, what would you, what would you say? To be honest, I would take the first smallest step to, you know, to acknowledge that it's really bothering you and to take, to take a course, if you can, to understand really mm. what's happening in your mind and with the, you know, with the airplane to understand the kind of the whole scenario, the whole picture. And you would definitely not regret doing that. I mean, I think uh, that would certainly put you in a different place. It might not be a hundred percent fewer, like we said, but it would certainly give you a lot more empowerment to feel a lot better about Mm. your next flight. And, so it's uh, like a bit of a head start on yourself then, isn't it? A head start, yeah. yeah. And if you're flying already, then I would just say, you know, continue doing that regularly. Just find find little weekend getaways or, you know, if it's a work trip you can take or, mm. you know, whatnot. There are some, you know, I think, decent flights available <laughs> at the moment and now, you know, time and um, day. And uh, if you can continue practicing, so to speak, and continue flying, I think that would be the best thing you can do for yourself um, because every flight is going to get better and better. Brilliant. Certain of that. Brilliant. That's great. I mean, thank Victorina. That was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And anybody else who's listening and fancies coming and sharing their story. And it doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of your journey or whether you're where Victorina is, where you've done loads of stuff yourself. And I'm not looking for people that just to plug love fly because Victorina has got help somewhere else. And that's absolutely fine because there's lots of people out there, professionals who are offering help. And so it's, it's just kind of neat to find out all these different places that you can get help. You know, Uh, I'm really grateful to you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all those little tips along the way. That was brilliant. And um, good luck with your uh, study. Is it called study free? I see. From it is. Yeah, yeah. Study free. Yeah. So if you want to plug that, if anybody else is anyone listening goes, oh, yes, I want to study abroad or my one of my offspring do. How would they contact or get hold of you? Yeah, uh, it's just studyfree.org um, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to, yeah, to help. Oh, amazing. Thank you very much. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul, for having me. I'm happy to share my story. And thank you so much for everything that you guys do. I know you're helping thousands of people around the world. Oh, great. Shucks. We love doing it. <laughs>